Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Abstinence After Sex. My name is Bethany, and I'm so glad that you're here. I'm really excited about today's show, but before we get into it, I need to do some house cleaning. So if you listened to my last episode, I talked about how my mom just gave me a book and she didn't really talk to me about sex. Well, she gave it to me and apparently I have a bad memory. She said that she did try to talk to me about sex, but I didn't want to talk about it. So shout out to my mom. Shout out to Momo for (laughs) trying to talk to me about sex. And I guess I just apologize for putting the wrong story out. All right. I love you, mom. (laughs) all right so that's the house cleaning or housekeeping for today today i am gonna talk to you about a common story we're gonna talk about esther esther is really a common story if you went to like bible study or sunday school as a child but if not i'm gonna give you the short recap okay so there was a king and he was looking for a new queen so he lined up all the beautiful women of the kingdom and he ended up choosing esther as his queen esther was a Jew but she didn't tell anybody that she was a Jew because her older cousin Mordecai told her not to I guess Jews weren't really you know popular back then so she kept that she kept her identity and her nationality a secret and then there was this guy named Haman he was like the king's right hand man Haman was really full of himself and he wanted people to bow down while he walked past because he just, I don't know who he thought he was. But Mordecai, being a man of the Lord, was like, no, I'm not bowing. I'm only bowing to Jehovah Jireh. (laughs) So Haman got upset. And so he whispered in the king's ear. He found out that Mordecai was a Jew. He whispered in the king's ear and was like, oh, we need to kill all the Jews because the Jews not, they just not good for your reputation, sir. And so the king was like, okay, let's just write a decree. So they made a decree for next year that they're going to kill all of the Jews. Mordecai found out he was so stressed and and depressed. He ripped off all his clothes and went into mourning. Back then they was just dramatic, but... Yeah, so he did, he went, he was in the morning, Esther heard that he was in mourning, so she went to go ask him what was wrong, and then Mordecai was like, this is what's happening, they trying to kill all the Jews, and he asked Esther to talk to the king, and Esther was like, no, I'm not going to talk to the king because I'm scared, if you go to the king without his permission, he going to kill you, but they went back and forth, and he was like begging her, and so she decided to get the courage to talk to the king. She talked to the king. The decree was eliminated, and all the Jews survived, and Haman died. And that, that is the story of Esther. And that's how they teach it to you when you're a child. <laughs> We're going to dive into an important part in this whole story that always gets skipped. But when you actually sit down and read the Bible, you get like some juicy details it's like watching a movie versus reading the book is more detail in the book but it's important to see what esther did just to get the courage to step to the king this is after esther heard about what was happening and they were sending her and mordecai were sending messages back and forth to each other esther chapter 4 verse 10 then esther told Haditch to go and rely this message to mordecai All the king's officials and even the people in Providence know that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. And the king has not called for me 
to come to him for 30 days. Then Hanich gave Esther's message to Mordecai. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a minute that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all the Jews are killed. Ooh. <laughs> if you keep quiet at a, at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything Esther had ordered him. So right now I am doing a fast with Transformation Church. And if you haven't heard about Transformation Church, it is really a blessed organization, blessed church. And I learned about them through YouTube. But right now I'm doing a prayer and fast with them online. And the last sermon that I watched from them really spoke to me in kind of is the inspiration for today's show the last sermon that i listened to was called planted undercover the overall theme about that was was being submitted to your spiritual authority and i've been battling with that for a while like i've been and when i say battling i mean just going back and forth in my mind with the holy spirit about me participating more in the church because right now at the stage of my life i'm just basically a pew member at church i don't really participate in that much stuff when it comes to church and that's not okay it's important that i use my spiritual gifts to help the church i love my church i love my pastor but I just don't always agree with the way that they do things and the way that they run just the church in general, particularly the youth ministry. I feel that they spend more time on anniversary dinners than they do on making sure that they stay connected with the youth so that they can keep them in the church. Because there are a lot of things outside of church that are pulling kids away from church. We should be thinking about their souls and not if we're eating chicken or shrimp at an anniversary dinner. But I say all this at the same time, I haven't taken the time to step up to be a part of the youth ministry. And I know I'm not the only one. There are a lot of millennials out out here who criticize the church from a distance. We talk about how it was in the old days and the good old days when we used to do conferences and stuff like that. But you can't change something that you're not a part of. You can criticize it. You can say, oh, they're not doing this right. They're not doing that right. You can write a strongly worded letter. But if you're not in the situation, if you're not in the community, you're actively being a part of it, you cannot change it. And when we look at Esther, we know that she was a part of that community. She didn't just change the king's mind. She wasn't some random Jew that just walked up to the king. She was a part of the monarchy. She was she knew the rules. She knew what to do and what not to do. If you go to Esther 4:11, she says, "I can't go up to the king without his permission or I will get killed." At this time, she's queen for about like 5 years or so. So she knows the rules. She knows what to do, she knows what not to do. So that is the first lesson that we learn from Esther that in order for her to even have the balls to change the king's mind and change the situation she had to learn the rules of that place of the palace she had to learn the rules of that situation 
The second thing that we see is that Esther willingly submitted to her spiritual authority. And in Esther's life, her spiritual authority authority was Mordecai, her older cousin. Mordecai raised her after her parents died. Mordecai raised her in his house. He taught her everything he knows about God. She learned everything. She followed his rules. Even after she became queen, and it's so, it, this is like, this is amazing. After she became queen, she still listened to Mordecai. He told her not to tell anybody that she was a Jew, and she listened to him. Even after we become independent, <laughs> and after we get our own car and job and everything, and we pay our own bills, we still have to submit to our spiritual authorities. And I'm not saying this like it's easy because it's not. For example, a year ago, I chose not to listen to my spiritual authority when she said that my child shouldn't be seeing my boyfriend like spend the night at the house. And she said that to me, and I was just like, girl, bye. Well, I didn't say it to her face, because if you know my mom, you know she won't beat me up. But <laughs> I said it in my head, and I continued to do what I wanted to do. And around that time, I was still having sex with my boyfriend. I was working at a job that I really hated. I was crying and stuff. But I didn't realize how bad it was when you're in a situation you don't realize how bad it is until you get out of that situation until you see better until you're doing better and I honestly believe everything that was happening to me me being sad without even knowing that I was sad me being depressed without even knowing I was depressed was because I intentionally walked away from my spiritual covering a lot of times we praise God for our house and for giving us things for giving us a new job we praise God for this this that and that but we don't praise God for the things that he doesn't allow to happen to us he doesn't allow us to be murdered he doesn't allow us to be robbed he doesn't allow us to be eaten out of trash cans he doesn't allow us to be walking around with shoes on our with holes in our shoes and stuff like that it's a lot of things that God keeps from us because we're covered by him and it's important that we understand that the people that he places in our lives our spiritual authorities are there for our good so yes you're independent <laughs> but don't forget that God put people in your life to keep you in check. And if you don't know who your spiritual authority is, maybe you should pray about that. Ask God to figure out who are the spiritual authorities over your life. And then also ask him to allow you to let your pride down so that you can submit to your spiritual authorities. The last thing that Esther did was she decided to fast. You're going to pray, I'm going to pray, we're all going to pray, and we're going to talk to God, and we're going to get closer to God so that I can get the courage to even walk up to the king. She prayed. She didn't go into the closet and do her affirmations like, I am the queen, I am beautiful, I can do this, I can do that. No, she submitted herself to her authority, and she submitted herself to God, and she prayed and made sure that she got closer to God. So before any of the changes any of the blessings Esther had to do stuff in private so what does that mean for you what does that mean for me for me personally I know that I want to bring a program like this to the church I want to talk about sex I want to talk about life I want to talk about real things that we're dealing with in the house of God and bring it to the youth because that's not what I was really given but before I can even consider doing something like that the Holy Spirit 
but I've heard the past, I've heard my pastor say this before and the Holy Spirit keeps bringing it to my remembrance. Like my pastor was like, you cannot teach into my, you cannot teach or preach in my church. If you aren't, if you aren't grounded, you will not lead in this church unless you submit to your spiritual authority and you go to Bible study, you go to Sunday school, you show some dedication and realize that you need to be taught as well. I need to take the time to submit to what he wants us to do as spiritual leaders. So I need to go to Sunday school. I need to go to Bible study. I need to just submit myself to the authority. I need to participate without wanting to be in the spotlight first. I need to do stuff undercover. I need to do stuff without being seen first. It's kind of hard for some people because they want to be appreciated But if I decide to leave Jones just because I want to preach, I would be no different from Jonah. And I honestly would be no different from Satan. You know Satan's story. He wasn't always Satan. He was an angel. His name was Lucifer. He was the, the angel in charge of worship. Like, he wanted that worship for himself. And that sounds like a lot of us in church. We want to be acknowledged. We want to be up in the front. We want to be praised for what it is that we do. Because we're so fascinated by being in the spotlight, we lose our covering. Satan willingly gave up his covering, his hedge of protection from God, because he wanted to be known. He wanted to be up there. He wanted to be acknowledged. He wanted everybody in the church to know who he was, know what he do, and he wanted to be worshipped. Sounds a lot like us sometimes. It doesn't even have to be with bad things. It can be with good things, too. We'll sacrifice the covering of God so that we can get affirmations from other people on earth. I was just at the 2018 Wild Conference, and Minister Aranessa Harris said something that really hit home to me. She said, don't be a public success in a private failure. So I can't take pride in making this podcast but fail to go to Bible study in Sunday school. I can't take pride in scheduling time to help strangers, random strangers, with their devotion to God, but I don't take the time to read and pray with Olivia. I can't take pride in posting scriptures on social media, but at the same time, I never take the time to text that same scripture, that same devotional to the people in my family that that I know are struggling with their relationship with God. It's just being successful in public and in private. There are some things that you get praised for doing. People are like, oh, you're so good at this. You're so good at that. The Lord is really blessing you. And you're like, yes, yes. But in the back of your mind, you know that you're not doing certain things that you need to be doing. Our 70% that we're doing, that we're walking around with, looks like 110 to certain people. But we know in the back of our mind, we're just doing 70%. We're not really doing what we fully can do. So I say all this 
to hopefully help you become your best self and your greatest self. And the only way that we can ensure that we reach our highest potential and become who God wants us to be is if we stick with our spiritual covering, that you submit to your spiritual authority and include God in every situation that you do. So girl, make sure that you cover up. (laughs) Don't be too busy getting coverage for your car or for your home or even health insurance that you forget to cover your soul. I hope this was helpful for you. Please play it back if you really need to play it back. I'm probably going to play it back for myself because I'm still dealing with this situation. I'm still dealing with my pride and just being willing to submit. So I'm not saying all of this like it's easy. It's not easy. It's hard, but it'll become easier as we continue to do it. I love you so much and I'm praying for you. And I thank you for your prayers. And I'll see you on the next show.